I don't believe it. That's Clone Force 99. This is Wrecker, Hunter, Echo, Tech, and Crosshair. Obviously, we are different. We're all you're getting. Ha! We're all you need! They call themselves the Bad Batch. Experimental Unit Clone Force 99. The defective clones with the uh, desirable mutations. This is one meeting I don't want to miss. Welcome to another edition of the Dad Batch Podcast, episode 32. My name is Steven Schultz, and I am your host in the pilot seat today. And You know, I can't do it alone. With us, as always, the other Dad Batchers, your space daddies. First up, he's the man of a thousand and one group chats. It's our Echo, Remy Shanaday. How are you, man? Um, I'm good. You've used that intro or a variation on that before, and it actually crushes my soul every time. So thanks for that, because it's just un unreal true. And it's been more so lately, too, which is just soul crushing again. Um, good. Good to be here. I uh, I had mentioned this. I, I got a chance to go down and troop in uh, kind of the San, San Diego uh garrison which it's called imperial sands which stretches all the way out through the imperial sands which is like where they filmed like the sail barge scene of return of the jedi and out at that end of the the state in that desert um is is el centro and they've got a big uh, naval air station out there and they do a big air show every year or they try to i think during the pandemic they obviously couldn't but um we did that event and it was i mean it's the kind of deal where like you go down and the night before and stay on the base and then you're there at, you know inside the gate with the airplanes before anyone's there, which is pretty cool. And they bring in people and just all day. So I stayed in my din suit for like six, eight hours, which was crazy, but it was, the weather was great. I wasn't, I wasn't a sweaty mess by the end of it, which was lucky. And uh, yeah, it was a good, good event. The, the, the people there are so nice. And the, the, I was talking to the guy that has handles the PR for the base uh, later that night. And he was saying that like that base is basically the, the major source of revenue for all of El Centro. So, oh, wow. um, so, and, and the community genuinely appreciates having the base there and understands and recognizes everything that, that its presence does for the, for El Centro. So um, the people were just great, very appreciative and excited to be there. So I can't tell how many pictures I ended up taking. It was crazy. I mean, you drove, you, you went from, I mean, you live almost in the uh, middle of California. It and took you me drove six, to the to, to the bottom, bottom, bottom. Of yeah, California. I could, like, I could throw a rock and hit hit Mexico. Yeah, it was that close. It took me over six hours to get there on Friday night, but part of that was because of the weather. Like it was raining, and so it was like chaos. Right. You know, California, two drops of water, Dude. and everybody drive, drives off the side of the road in panic. So, wow. How are you, man? How's the uh, how's the family? All good, all good. There, they've been busy. I was, I've been gone. I was, I went to that thing in El Centro and then I went, immediately went to Irvine for several days in a row. So I was gone for like a week, but the funny thing, like they were gone too, in just a different direction, just BMX and all that, all that time jobs. out of the house. You, you still got some work done though, right? Like, like actual real work, like, uh, like actual, like building work. <laughs> no, no, unfortunately, no. And I was going to talk about that on the workbench, but yeah, this, this weekend starting now is my last chance to get anything done. So. Good thing you're done. 
puff puff past that aluminum chrome. It's John Rodriguez. What's up, man? How are you? What's up? Good. I'm great. Uh, <laughs> all right. All right. All right. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Yeah, I'm doing fantastic. Um, you know, uh, I have a troop tomorrow. Oh, as well. Where at? Yeah, uh, it's in Granada Hills. Um, Kiefer's wife is the POC for it, so cool. kind of going to to back them up a bit. Um, but yeah, it, I I didn't realize until now that it's like a, I have to be there at seven thirty in the morning, so. Oof kind of trying to mentally prepare for that a bit um yeah and um yeah that's pretty much it I, i've been painting some helmets as i, I always do <laughs> and um yeah what can i say oh oh yeah but uh yeah I, i've got stuff to talk about on the workbench so um otherwise i am fantastic he's ready to jump the gun start telling us everything yeah i can see him closing the. no yeah yeah i'm i'm not you talking about you I'm trying to slow down yeah <laughs> <laughs> but yeah um also uh I, i've been uh playing a little soccer been trying oh. to get back into uh hell yeah being a little active yeah i've been active very much yeah thank you but i got hurt a couple of weeks ago i like p- pulled my groin muscle a little bit uh warming up i wasn't even in the game yet got so, a stretch um, dude got a stretch yeah well yeah it was like really early and it was cold and you know, whatever. I got stretches, but uh, I feel kind of good. I, I I got stretches too, man. Okay, don't, right. don't, don't trip. Just trying I, to help. I stretched many years of stretching. Yeah, <laughs> but um, <laughs> I, I have a game tonight after the pod. That's why I'm like, I think I'm 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 good to to play a game and uh, get out there again. But yeah, that's it. That's it. And that's Am- it. good. Family's great. The kid's How- good. She's been on spring break for a week. Oh gosh. So it's like it's been hard to work on stuff. Yeah. Isn't it crazy how but, like isn't it crazy how oh, like man. our little kids, like my kindergartner, gets a spring break and I'm like, what? I was tripping out about that because I was like, I don't remember ever having a spring break until I was either in middle school or high school. I'm like, how is my pre-K kid <laughs> on spring break? You know? Like what what stre- what, what what is she de-stressing from? What what is she taking a break from? <laughs> It's all songs and painting and colors and stuff. So, um, so yeah. Uh, so she's been here. I mean, it's it's great because we have her here and we 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 have a, a blast. But I've also been like busy, like taking her places and doing stuff because my wife works from home. So I'm kind of floating around a bit. Um, but it'll be a lot better next week when she, we, we we send her back and um, I can start to finish Hunter. But yeah, that's more stuff we'll talk about later. I'll, I'll pray for your sanity, John. So Oof. I know how it is. It's only it's only the weekend now, so on Monday we're we're good to go. Good. I'm fantastic. Yes. Good. 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 Yeah. 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 Thank you. Big crosshair energy himself. It's Brian Cook. How are you, man? That happened quick. That was a quick switch around. I'm good. I'm tired. I'm I'm burning the candle on both ends right now. So I have the most. Well, we don't know where you're at because I think you keep it secret. But I I have so much to do on Crosshair, and we I don't are. I don't I don't reveal where I'm at because I'm always constantly embarrassed about my progress. Yeah, I am deep in it right now. Like it is like every spare minute. It's I'm. I have a lot of work to do. <laughs> like work is about to get super crazy. So 
Oh, like, I'm, like nine to five work. work yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like regular work. So I'm, I'm, I'm juggling right now. Um, but you've been grinding on crosshair. Yeah. Crosshair has been, yeah. Like workbench is full, full. So, but yeah, I'm good. I'm feeling good. So I'm excited, excited for London. Lots of stuff coming together. So the, it's um, mostly workbench stuff. So last week, you mentioned that um, the family was out of state and they left you alone. Are they back? Yes, or? they are back. They went to California, went back to Cali for like 10 days or something, and which just flew by because I had some work emergencies that came up that took over. And then um, I thought like, oh, I'm just going to grind on Crosshair, which I did. I did. But um, just other responsibilities kind of took over too, so... It's been work and the garage and my garage is a complete disaster. Like I, <laughs> I messaged you guys earlier. It's just, everything's got dust on it. And I turn around and I go, Oh, I forgot about this. Oh, I forgot about this. I forgot. So it's just like, cause I have Omega parts laying around too. And I'm like, Oh, and then I, I finish something and I'm like, I don't like it. And then I like redo it. He's our resident sour patch kid. It's Joe Lara. How are you, man? I'm great. Just barely got off the plane, drove down the street, and made the skid marks as I pulled up in my driveway. Like, oh, you know, J-O-J. Just off the jet, eh? Welcome back. Yeah, yeah. Good. Doing well, man. Dude, awesome trip. Got to hang out with you, Steven, which I don't know if we'll talk. I'll kind of follow your lead on what we talk about. but Oh, we, we're um, not revealing any of that. No, no, yeah, but but dude, but I got to see Colin though, and I got to see oh, that's right, that's right, okay, okay, yeah, and celebrate, you know, another birthday with your family and stuff. So it was it was was just good food, great location, good food, good good people. Wish I wish everybody on the the dad batch could have made it. Wait, it was your birthday? Yeah, Yeah. Uh, it was Georgie's birthday. Georgie's happy birthday, Georgie. Yeah, but it was cool because um, my wife and your wife got to got to hang out, and it was. You know, we're going to be spending a lot of time together, um, especially because of the Airbnb situation, right? So, oh, London, it's yeah. kind of nice, yeah, cause London. So it's kind of nice to 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 get to know, like, you know, what everybody's about and all that. So, it, yeah, it was it was really good. It was it was fast. Like when you think about what happened um, in a short period of time, everything was like clockwork. It was so so well put together. Like, kind of planned a better trip. But yeah, glad to be back home. Right on, dude. Um, well, thank you again, everybody for tuning in. If you'd like to rep your support for the show, uh, pick up one of our limited edition t-shirts or maybe one of our hoodies at the dadbatch.com. This garbage is nothing like clone armor. Looks a little tight on you, old man. Yeah, at least I know how to wear it. That's right, everybody. It's time for the weekly workbench. All right, gentlemen, who is working on what? I can go really quickly before Brian. Uh, uh, all I did was, uh, in terms of uh, a hunter for London, uh, I just weathered the suit today. And the suit is like this jumpsuit um, that is like not very stiff. You know, it's kind of um, whatever, like uh, not like a Dickies fabric. It's not that type of stiffness. It's like a, lo- a little softer. But uh, I, I blackwashed it with acrylic and water, and I let it dry in the sun a little bit. Then I brought it in, and I just felt it, and it's like a lot stiffer now. It, it's still like fabric; it's not like you know super hard. But um, 
I'm kind of happy about that because I was concerned about how flimsy it was and it feels a lot uh, thicker and tougher now. Um, so yeah, I did that. Um, and that's it. That's all I got done. Something's better than nothing. Yep. Since, since I know Brian's going to have a lot to talk about, all I'm going to say is, uh, didn't get anything, (laughs) didn't get anything done this past weekend, but I'm, I'm planning this weekend is busy. So I've got, this is with WonderCon next weekend and that's like, and then I'm flying out the weekend after that because we're actually going out several days before celebration starts. Um, I, this is my last chance, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna do some final fit and finish work, do another test suit up, make sure that I'm happy with everything, and then Echo is getting packed. But you're good to go, right? It's like pretty much done. Yeah, but I'll be honest, like I need to, I need to put him on and move around. That's the trick. Like mm. I can, I can put him on and oh. like waddle Look out to the back. There. Yeah, yeah waddle, still right. Waddle out to the backyard and like have somebody take pictures. I got to make sure that I can kind of move around and that I can like you know that that he's going to hold up for what's essentially going to be hours at a time when we're in London. So we have an open, we have an open reward policy here on the batch. Uh, if any of our listeners uh, pick up any of our pieces off the show floor, we will reward you <laughs> for real. <laughs> sour, yeah. sour patch. Kids. Oh, yeah. Out of echoes backpack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the one thing. So uh, suitcase space is going to be tricky because I'm going to be gone for like, almost three weeks. Yeah. So anything I take with me has got to stay with me because the shipping prices to and from are just outrageous. I looked and uh, I could, I could pay for 10 suitcases on the plane for what they wanted to charge me for uh, yeah. shipping echo there in a box. So uh, I got like, if, I'm hoping that because the backpack opens, I'm hoping I can fill it with stuff gauntlet and, and, and pack it in the yeah. suitcase um, but I'm I'm taking two suitcases and that's it. And Echo's gonna be all of one and maybe some of the other. And then I've got to live out of the other one for the rest of the vacation. Oh, so socks and underwear, dude. Socks and underwear. I'll, yeah, I'll fill up yeah. the backpack. You know what I mean? Yeah. Soft, Just go soft, commando, soft and you good. don't have to worry about underwear. How many well, how many days how many days are you gonna be out of the country? Like, <laughs> okay, so 20? we uh, not quite. We fly on the second into Dublin. And then uh, we'll make our way down, be in, in London in time for the show. And then on the day after, heading to Paris for a couple of days and then down to the south end of France. And then I'm flying home on the 17th. And then the rest of the family's not coming home for like another week after that. Okay. So oh, two, wow. two to 17, that's 15 days. Yeah. We'll just call it two weeks. Yeah. And two I will weeks. be able to do laundry there as soon as I get to my family's house in France. So I really only need like a week's worth of. Clothes. You only need seven. You only need seven pairs of underwear. You're good. Yeah, yeah. Because like I'll, I'll be I mean, to, I'll be able to do laundry. Let's be honest. There's two sides to underwear, so you just need three. <laughs> well, you all, so you all seen what was it? You all seen Big Hero Six? It's like you were front, then back, wow. then inside out, front, then back. So yeah, that's four days oh right God. there. <laughs> so gross. As long as you can fit stinky. your legs, as long as you can fit your legs into two of the holes, oh you're good. Gosh. That's so nasty. <laughs> When when underwear sounds like Velcro as you take it off, <laughs> it's probably time oh. to not use it anymore. Oh. I Look think that one jumped the shark right there. I'm done. <laughs> oh my gosh, Joe, you got anything? Uh, yeah. So I uh, I hit print on a 
on a version two of one of gauntlet of one of text gauntlets and it's the machine's still on but it's just sitting there so i'm going to pull it off right now but it's like it's different it's funny um it's tiny little differences in season one this part of the gauntlet was sunken by like by a couple of millimeters in season two it's consistently risen above so it's just kind of like like a reversed version this little section this so is a new discovery noticing it i'm discovering stuff and uh the cool thing is I just modified the file that I had and uh, and hit print, and it looks like it came out pretty good. So um, that's the stuff that I think it's highly recommended if you want to if you want to try to uh, make it something that's super screen accurate. You need to you need to justify it with screenshots from the show. Like that's that's the best way to do it is document it in a forum. Um, so the, the the detachments have forums. You create your work in progress and you show, hey, look, based off the screenshot. And when other people chime in, like the like the the leaders of the detachment, then that helps justify, and you're almost like blessed off. Like, yeah, you're good to go. Keep going. Keep moving in that direction. The problem is when people don't do that, and you're kind of coming in with a fully done costume, and people start criticizing it, and you're like, wait a minute, oh, I didn't document my process. So it's just one of those things where it's it's kind of recommended to document if you if you can. I, I understand there's excitement, but yeah. Um, but we have time with this stuff too. So not, not too worried about it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I definitely agree. Cause like there's, there's the method of just working on your costume. I mean, if you're going for screen accuracy for approval of like one of the clubs or something. Yeah. Yeah. And if you just, if you just like are in your own workspace and you're not communicating what you're doing, especially if you're like leading, like how, how we would, here uh lead uh the reference guides you don't want to just come in at the end and then get like a huge a huge percentage of everything wrong and then have to do it again that's that's how you lose your steam on it for sure for sure yeah yeah that's it i'm done i worked on uh i worked on nothing for myself i should your office look behind you your office looks awesome you put more stuff on the shelf yeah I got stuff on the shelf. You got the pieces of melee. You got the mega It's looking spicy back there. Tech fish. Proper right props. We got tech fish with the pet rock. <laughs> nice. Um, no, I was just I was uh, planning to hit it really hard last weekend, but life got in the way, and then I had to prep for this little mini vacation that we had. So, no, I'm uh, now I'm on. Crunch, crunch, crunch mode. You got time. You got plenty of I, time. I forgot to mention, I got to see your house and all the progress and the, oh, the yeah, studio. You I got, I, I stopped by on my way home from the middle of nowhere. Uh, guys, I, for anyone that like, can't tell, like we see a little rectangle around Steven, but like that room's cool. Like it's all done out and like, it's all like even the outside where it like, it's professionally like textured and painted and it's all, Ooh. it's very nice. So it looks like the house came with that, with those two rooms part of it so you guys knocked it out of the park with that thank you man nice. thank you it's a lot of hard work a lot of blood sweat and tears but like i like i was telling joe last night or the other night um in san francisco i was just like i couldn't re- i couldn't relax i was like oh, i just want to start building right now <laughs> yeah i want to get things done technically i helped colin build a little bit so he's making an oc mando nice and uh dude his suit his his, his, his sewing is off the off the charts um, oh yeah, so tell us about suit. the Colin visit. 
Yeah, his so, helmet so is look- from me. Yeah, it's from you, right? And then he added that yeah. metal mohawk, which is really yeah. cool. And you know, he, he's done some really neat stuff to it. Um, he's almost done. He, basically, he just needs to add Velcro so he can stick the armor on. But what he couldn't do is put that back plate and align it just right because you know his wife works, he's got kids, and so you know those those pieces where you can't see behind you, you need you need, you need another person. And so all I did was just line it up, mark it, and say, okay, that's where you need to sew. Um, but it gave me an excuse to see him and we, we had lunch, uh, dude, that guy is incredible. I barely met him at celebration where, uh, John, you got it. You got a, one of those boxes from him, right? Yeah. We were all in there I when you brought him in and he had his Rodian kit and everything. Oh yeah. The, uh, the, I guess it's like a toolbox essentially. Um, yeah. but it's got like lights and it's all painted nicely, like star Warsy. It's awesome. Yeah. I, I, I still use it. I have it in my garage. So ma- imagine like a whole room full of those, but like big ones, little <laughs> ones, and they're all stacked up. And all so his Mando, it, his Mando sick. It's the only only Mando that I've ever seen or that pro- will probably ever see that has a rocket launcher. It doesn't have a rifle. It has a big ass. Sorry, big. big it's huge. Yeah. It, and it's in like a legit gun carrying case. It's it's ridiculously awesome. Yeah. So much detail. And uh, talk about a guy with passion. Like. You spend a little bit of time with him, you you want to start building right away. He he'd be amazing at a at a build at a build party or at, a, at an armor party. He'd be fun to have for sure. Yeah, he airbrushes his Velcro. He did. What a boss! Yeah, he's, he's straight up boss. Good um, dude, I got some patches for you guys. He uh he gave sick. us some swag. So shout out to nice. Colin. Odd Viking yeah. at Odd Viking. Odd Viking. Hundred percent. Um, I, like I said, I'm working on everything, uh, and I, I'm, I'm finishing Levi's Omega. So I'll probably start there. We got our jacket from Christy Jedi's closet. Shout out to Jedi's closet. She is dad batch approved. Um, she crushed it on the jacket. So I got to paint that. I haven't done it yet. I have everything else. I built her legs bats out of foam. Didn't like them found some leather that I had had for Tori's old seventh sister costume that we never used painted in Brown, fix those up. Just need the shirt from Ramey to complete that. Although I pulled out her harness that I'd got from Delta leather works, like the belt thing. And I'm going to try to figure out how to put the bow on it, like a magnet or a hook or something. So she can have it on her back, which would be sick. Um, and I need to finish that too. Needs a little bracket to support the handle. That's Omega. Crosshair has been a fury of things. Uh, I think last time we were on, I said like from the cod up, I was done, which is still the case. I'm working on the legs, ran into some speed bumps, ran into some, uh, unmotivated periods where I was like, I don't want to do this anymore, <laughs> but, uh, uh, sorted through that ended up. 3D printing the shins. Uh, so I had a couple 24-hour prints that came out. Good, I'll say. Uh, except for the first one that was too small. So, because I didn't size it. Forgot. Uh, all right, no, I sized it too small. Uh, so I printed. Uh, the thighs I had to, I don't know. I put it all on my Instagram. It's just, they're like a patchwork of a million different pieces to try to get the shape that I needed. 
but they're there and it looks really good right now. So, uh, but I need the shins so I can size up and make sure everything's good. Uh, so I, like I said, though, I 3d printed the shins spent all day today, sanding all day. I was like 9am out there sanding. And every time I'm sanding 3d prints, I just think of Joe. Cause I think one time he came to my house and he was like sanding this little, might even been Levi's compad for her custom Omega. And he's got like a little, like one inch square piece of sandpaper. And he's like, just sanding and i was like what like i'm like orbital like try to cover and he's just like no this is cool man this is what i like to do same same (laughs) as you brian palm sander for the win man and i felt like that today i don't know all of a sudden though my palm sander just wants to dig in and melt my 3d prints so i'm like drawing a blank so i did a lot of hand sanding today but um I didn't grab anything for the video, but one of the shins, which uh, I've got this interesting way of attaching the knee that I'm trying that's um, got a little bit of give to it. So uh, these will not be CRL shins. Uh, I had to cut a seam down the back to get my foot into it. But, uh, you know, who's taking a picture of the back of us? Let's be honest. So, um and then I sent you guys like 5,000 pictures of me trying to do the shins. And then after I 3D print and almost finish these and sand them all day, Rami goes, hey, why don't you do this? And I was like, sick. <laughs> awesome. Sorry. I don't even have time for that. I'm not doing that. Well, so. it, it, listen, in my defense, you hadn't talked about the, the split down the back yet. So I wasn't even thinking about that. <laughs> I was like, I was like, if you're just using those for celebration, I know. Yeah. If you're just using those for celebration, just use gaffer's tape to, to to close them up in the back each day. I already put Velcro. There's already Velcro in there, so um, it's good. You can hear it, but it's already attached. But Stephen crushed it for me on these files because they were like all super super thick. Whoever made them did not make it for armor, and he made these thin, and it's actually yeah really comfortable and feels fine on and actually has some give to it so um thankfully my fdm printer has been working fine so had a couple clogs uh a couple weeks ago and then at the beginning when i first tried to print one of these shins but uh it's working well now my resin printer doesn't my resin printer doesn't really want to work right now so i sent it to john to uh print a new buckle for me and i want to print that flashlight too i have the flashlight all cut out for the end of fire puncher. If I can get fire puncher to England, which I'm trying to figure out still. Like if I disassemble it and put it in my bin, like you've, you've done that before, Brian. I mean, you can fly with weapons like, well, especially plastic ones. So I do me a favor. Talk about what you've done before where you pack your kit and then you put like a piece of paper in there with like the break. Yeah. Cause someone was talking to me about that and they were like, how do you do that? And I was like, I thought you should talk about that. Yeah. For anyone traveling to, you know, on an airplane to, to get with a costume somewhere with a costume, um, no matter where you are, um, they're going to, uh, go through your bin or your bag that that happens. They go through everything and, um, to try to provide some sort of information for them. As I pack, I take a picture. So like I'll pack a layer 
and the and the key is to pack everything tight, right? Because if there's nothing can move inside, there's less chance of things breaking. So every layer, I take a picture, pack more, take a picture, pack more, take a picture. And then I write like a note on top with all the pictures printed out. And I'm like, this is a Star Wars costume. I'm going to a convention. These are all prop, you know, prop things. Um, feel free to go through it, but just try to pack it back the way it is. You're rolling the dice. Um, but I noticed to and from Orlando when I went, my stuff was almost in the exact same spot that I had it. So they probably lifted up a couple things, peeked in there and went, okay, and just closed it back up. So, yeah, that's, that's, I remember that. Cause I remember yeah. like you telling me that you had done that and you commented that like, it was such a smooth experience because of it. So I thought that was, yeah. that's a pro tip right there. I'm probably going to do Brian, that again, but what? Um, you need to send me that buckle again, but not sliced because it's sliced for the Mars and I'm printing it on the uh, mono X. Okay. Yeah. No worries. I'll do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, all that yeah. there's, it's a fear. It's a, I have a complete disaster. I've fiberglass dust and stuff is all over everything. So it's been bad. And I'm just like running out of materials constantly. I'm like, oh, I'm out of red putty, Amazon. Oh, I'm out of Velcro, Amazon. I'm out of like, just like constantly like running out of things. So I just ran out of CA glue and was like, you can't not have CA glue. So what's the next thing you got to tackle? The thighs. Um, Cause now that this is done, so tomorrow morning, cause the shin is done, I'm going to try this on cause I need Tori's help to kind of just take some pictures as I put it in the right spot. Cause the thigh, I intentionally built them up too long. So I had room to cut. Mm. So I had room to cut to, to size. So I'm really just trying adjust. to, yeah, yeah, I'm really trying to make this thing fitted. Right. Like I feel like yep. Imperial Crosshair is even more fitted than the other one. So I'm really trying to make sure. And I got the thighs and the shins to a really good size. And I think they look super good. So, um, but I needed to, you know, you got to put the cod on. So the cod's got to be done. So put the cod on, put the thigh on, like, you know, work your way down. Um, so I can finish cutting the thighs to the shape that it has. Uh, and I discovered some different things because. That last episode before this week, um, there was some good pictures of the back of Crosshair, which we really haven't seen in his Imperial costume, like at least enough in the light to be able to see some of the details. So um, yeah, that's it. I got to print new uh, foot plates because I printed them, heated them up to bend them over the foot. That was something I was going to ask you, Stephen. Can you, are you good enough to like, Bring the radius in on the foot plate. Maybe. Yeah, you can. That's right. I'll send you well, let me let me laugh again for the for, just, the, for the mic. <laughs> Am I good <laughs> enough? <laughs> you can just scale just one axis in the slicer, Brian. I need it to I need it to bend. Like mm. like the foot plate's curved like this, it needs to be like that. Gotcha. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Because I yeah. heated it up and it just deformed it just way too much. I can't sand anymore. So for the foot plate, why wouldn't you just use foam? That way it flexes with your boot. Uh, the boot is like a Chelsea boot, like a slip-on boot. It doesn't really need to bend. Like, I don't... I, I'd rather it be armor, honestly. It's fine. Okay. It's a little plate. It's not... It's very small, so... Um, that's a lot. It's 10, 15. You've been busy. 
I've been busy. Just go on my Instagram, man. I've been posting stuff like crazy. So <laughs> it's been insane. We're being hailed. This encryption's new. This might take a while. Okay, uh, starting at the top. Uh, so, Jedi Survivor, the sequel to the Jedi Fallen Order game. So, we uh, uh, Lucasfilm's official uh, Instagram for Star Wars uh, announced that on March 20th, just a few days from now, we're going to get another trailer. So, anybody interested in that game, keep your eyes out. So, we'll start to see more of that. Moving on down the line. Th- this one's interesting, especially the way that it came out. So, according to the resume of some employee at Shepperton Studios, they listed on their resume that uh, that they had worked on Acolyte and listed it in in kind of industry nomenclature. They listed it as a production of eight by sixty. So that translates to eight episodes, roughly one hour format. So I think we assumed that it was going to be one hour format. Now keep in mind. Like the Mandalorian's a one hour format, and yet this upcoming episode next week is 30 minutes long. So that just, but a 30 minute show is usually only like 20 minutes in reality. So uh, it will be, you know, anything longer than uh, than 60 minutes, or sorry, anything longer than 60 would, would be, fall into that eight by 60, but it also means eight episodes. So uh, that's, I think, the first thing that we've seen that shows that there will be, you know, a spe- how, how big the show will be, you know, volume wise. Um, so, uh, moving on down the line. So, uh, some, a little bit of Ahsoka news, although not specifically the Ahsoka show. So Rosario Dawson on her Instagram, um, recently posted uh, that she's specifically excited for this next episode of the Mandalorian. Now, if we couple that with the fact that this next episode is, uh, directed by Dave Filoni, uh, that would hint that we might be getting a glimpse of Ahsoka in, in the episode. So, um, we'll, we'll see how that plays out. Uh, we know that, the, like I mentioned, the episode's 30 minutes long. That's the official runtime. Um, I don't think that includes credits because the credits on these shows are like forever because they're in all the different languages. But then also, again, uh, Filoni's the director. So, um, A full year after the rumors started swirling around that Damon Lindelof was going to be working on a Star Wars project, he has finally said something official. So up until now, anything that we'd ever talked about, and this isn't the first time we've talked about this, he mentioned... Uh, it's, it's, We've known that this was something that was being discussed, but now we've got an official comment from the man himself. So uh, he was at uh, South by Southwest film, the South by Southwest film festival. And this is what he had to say about it. He says, I will just say that for reasons that I can't get into on this Saturday or on this Sunday morning, sorry, this day, the degree of difficulty is extremely, extremely, extremely high. If it can't be great, it shouldn't exist. That's all I'll say because I have the same association with it as you do, which is it's the first movie I saw sitting on my dad's lap, four years old, May of 77. I think it's possible that sometimes when you hold something in such high reverence and esteem, you start to get in the kitchen and you just go, maybe I shouldn't be cooking. Maybe I should just be eating. And we'll just leave it at that at this point. So uh, again, this is the first time we've ever heard anything official about this project. And you can tell that he's got the amount of reverence for this thing that we would hope that somebody at the helm would have. So it's the same kind of thing that we've heard Filoni or Favreau say. So it's right in line with, with what we've been enjoying. So be keeping an eye on that. Okay. So for the next, next one, we're going to jump into uh, echoes time machine and we're going to go back to uh, December of 2020. Uh, at that time, during Disney's Q4 uh, quarterly earnings call, Kathleen Kennedy announced uh, that uh, 
the Disney show, Disney Plus shows were going to culminate in a climactic story event and then proceeded to say absolutely nothing about it since then. So uh, back in the time machine to the present, uh, Dave Filoni speaking to uh, the rap had some things to say. So I got to switch windows here because he had a lot. Um, so he says, okay, so from a certain point of view, it could, it could build to a climactic thing and the Mandalorian could still go on. It's not necessarily an either or is it. And to that point, he was trying to say that just because that happens, that doesn't mean that that'll be the end of that story. He says, it's an interesting way to think about it. I tend to think as we've been working on the Mandalorian and then writing Ahsoka and then John Watts came in with Skeleton Crew, there's an entire time period that is post-Return of the Jedi. And I look at that time period, which before Force Awakens is around 30 years of time. When you look at the original trilogy, it's a much less significant amount of time that those three movies take place in. And so what I like is that we're really building very slowly on an ecosystem of characters and politics and events in the post-Return of the Jedi time period. And that may or may not expand in a bigger way as we add more shows to it and add more characters to it. Um, let's see. So there's more here. So moving on down. Uh, he had some additional, sorry, I, this was, there was so much in this article. I didn't cut and paste it all. So he said, well, the good thing is what we're all talking, we're all talking creatively together about where these stories are all going. And I love whiteboards and I whiteboard everything and have timelines. They always start back with the Phantom Menace and they always go out to Rise of Skywalker. I have all these slots in between and where everybody's doing everything. So I can look at it all and commiserate with Kathy on what's going on here, what's going on there. It's very fun. I think the reality of there being a big event in this time period is very real, is all I would say to that. But yes, if John wanted to keep making Mandalorian stories, as long as he does not get bumped off in... Uh, in said Titanic event, then they, I suppose, could continue. There doesn't seem to be any lack of interest in Grogu and Mando, that's for sure. Um, oh, the Grogu. oh, and then, so then he had this to say about like how he's brought some of these characters to life. And, and specifically, um, uh, Bo-Katan was the context for this one. So he says, very rarely, I think, how can I get my cartoon characters into live action? I know people think that it's the other way around, which is fascinating to me, but I think there's two ways to look at that, which is that, yes, they were anim they were animated characters, but to me, they're just characters. And now I'm over here working in live action. I'm comfortable with those characters. I know them. I like them. And I'd like to see them around. So um, to that end, he doesn't, you know, he's not specifically trying to bring them back. They're just characters. They're just different, different dabs of paint on his palette, and he can paint with them as he sees fit. So... And then he had this to say about bringing Cad Bane uh, from animation into live action. So he says, when, when we needed a gunslinger to go up against some of our characters in Book of Boba Fett, Cad Bane's name came up. I think looking at that, the first thing I think is, well, how do we do that and make it believable? Like the character, he's so lean and gaunt in the Clone Wars. And if we don't do that, it's, it's all CG. So how are we going to portray that? If we don't think we can do it effectively, then we shouldn't do it. At the end of the day, I've been very happy with the ones that have gone over. There may or may not be more in Ahsoka, if that's your thing. If you're excited about that, I'm just saying that one might have a few more, which makes sense, by the way. As you know, I wrote it. You can't fault me there. So we should be seeing more. I th he's basically saying we're going to be seeing more animated characters come to life in the Ahsoka show as well. So any predictions on who that might be based on what he said? Um, yeah. Oh, I mean, obviously I mean, Sabine, it, right? Obvious. Oh, uh, that's fair. Yeah, yeah. so yeah, the rebels, crew, rebels for crew? sure, and yeah, and, and Thrawn. Yeah, which that's true. Gosh, I get so lost in the fact that like I've read all the Thrawn books. I've got like this mental picture of him that 
yeah. doesn't isn't necessarily based on his appearance Herod. in Rebels. Yeah. So, but you're right. Yeah, Thrawn was in Rebels as well. Pergil. We saw it. We saw the Pergil. Oh my gosh. So, what about I, uh, now? Savage is dead, right? No. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I'm just, trying to I think mean, of like I'm trying to think of big characters that they would bring in, you know. But like, but even the little ones, like the Lothcat that we saw in Mando season one, yeah, that that was, was just cool. like such a, a a nice little Easter egg to see. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, we've got uh, we've got Lothcats at Galaxy's Edge too, don't we? Yes, in some of the cages. Yeah. So. Okay, on to Celebration news. Uh, so last Friday, we had talked about the pin sets that they released on their whole Road to Celebration merch thing. Um, so those released, and by the time I got a chance to go look at it, they were sold out, So or at least the ones I was interested in. So wow. they moved They moved quick, um, so good for them. Uh, ironically enough, I think they were kind of the same price as they used to be, but they used to come with a t-shirt too, and now they don't, so there's always that. Mm. Um, uh, the panel lottery process opened up earlier this week. I didn't I didn't get a chance to do anything with that. I know some of you guys were trying to get paneled slots. How does that talk about how that process worked? And is it even still open? Like, can somebody go in now and do it or is it too late? Uh, it's I open think. till Tuesday. Okay. It's open till Tuesday, the 21st. First. Um, but yeah, you just enter your email um, that you registered your ticket with and you can enter into panel lotteries to get in. And there's a way to get up a group to, code. up to four people. Yeah. So there's, people. you can do a group code thing. And then that way, like if you've got a party that's that you want to stick together, they can all, you either all get in or you tell them, I guess. So we'll see how that works. They did a great job with it last year. <laughs> I'm not, that wasn't very convincing, Brian. I think. <laughs> <laughs> um, the vendor list, so for all the exhibitors, that's up there on the Celebration website as well. Um, for our Droid fans out there, the UK Droid Builders have published their schedule of events. Um, we also got information regarding the Star Wars Kids Zone. So for those of you out there with kids, you're going to want to go check that out. And we'll actually have a little more about that to mention shortly. Um, and finally, we got panel schedules published for the fan stage, the collector stage, the university stage, and the suspiciously named Hollownet News stage. I, I think they were um, they're missing they're missing Echo's name in front of that, but I'm pretty sure that was just a typo. So uh, Stephen actually fixed it, and we, we shared that out. So, so so guys, guess guess what? You want to hear a fun fact that's also simultaneously terrifying? We only have two more shows after this one before celebration. So you know what that means. <laughs> What? Yeah. What does it mean? <laughs> <laughs> that means it's. I've been stuck on Camino my whole life. Can't we explore? Family reunion. Got to have a family reunion. <laughs> London calling to the underworld. Come out of the cupboard, you boys and girls. So with that announcement that we have the panels announced for the uh, HoloNet news stage, guess what? We've got our time slot. So just like we asked for, we... (laughs) 
just like people listening. just like we asked for we wanted an end of the daytime slot and they did it they gave us just that so we are on the hollow net news stage they actually had enough content to do four rooms for that or sorry two rooms for that so there's actually two i hope this doesn't end up being confusing um there's two stages uh there's hollow net news stage in room 14 and then also in i think 17 but we're not in that one so i didn't pay attention so a hollow net news stage room 14 at 5 30 p.m to 6 30 p.m aka 17 30 to 18 30 for the locals um that, that called us out for that when we posted yesterday <laughs> um yeah. we will be on that stage doing a live version of this show and we want to meet as many fans at that event as possible so we asked for the end of the day time slot on purpose so that when the show's over and they kick us out for the day we can look at everybody to our left and look at everybody to our right and say where are we going to keep this going so that is the plan so we hope to see everybody there again that's on the holonet news stage room 14 specifically um at 5 30 p.m so we're gonna have kegs we're gonna have giveaways that's at the after all party kinds of stuff Speaking of speaking of giveaways, though, good segue, Brian. So we got some things in the mail over the last week, and we are excited to start to show what some of those things look like. So for anybody either watching the live stream that Tech's doing right now or the YouTube, you'll get a sneak peek because we'll we'll show this we'll show this stuff and we'll talk about it a little bit. But so we've got patches. Oh, look at those! This is so nice. So these are patch. These are a limited number. We've each each only got so many, so you're going to have to come find us and uh, and and see if you can talk us out of one of these. We've also got tons and tons of stickers. So there's a lot more of these to go around. So these are cool. You can't tell from the picture, but um, the what you see white here is actually transparent. So these will go on. Like you could put on your window or, or. on something light or dark or whatever, it'll, it'll still just be the logo with on whatever color background you put it on. It'd be cool to put that like on a poster or something. It would be cool to put that on a poster, especially if Lucasfilm didn't really want us to use like Empire Strikes Back artwork on the poster itself. But yeah. then again, um, speaking of posters. <laughs> so I'm going to roll it out. So this is a 13 inch by 19 inch poster. We had exactly 99 of these made. Oh, you're wondering why you can't see it. It's because I'm holding it backwards on purpose. So we'll turn it around. <laughs> Hopefully I'm holding it right side up. Otherwise, that's epic fail on my part. So this is this is actually us. And if you look like in the corner, we are officially Branding. officially licensed 2023 Star Wars Celebration Europe. It's got the Lucasfilm copyright on there. Uh, the, the piece of art is titled The Dad Batch, and we've got cre- photo credits for Mark Edwards, and the edit goes to our friend uh, Mike Forrester at Honda Supply. And then as you can see over here in the other corner, we've got a spot where we can number these from 1 through 99, and there is only 99 of these posters. Poster number 0 or 1 or whatever we want to call it actually has to go into the Lucasfilm archives because they require that they get at least one of everything that somebody else makes. What? So, yeah. It's gonna, so It's going to so end up at Rancho Obi-Wan. Technically, we had 100 made. There's one that I'm just going to put like AP. AP on. Exactly. Yeah. And that one goes to our friends up north and the rest of these. And number 99 is going to be the extra special one that you're going to want to get. What? So. Okay, but how how do I order? How do I order one of these? How much are they? Where can I where can I Tell place my pre order right now? You can only get one of these by coming to the panel in London again. Uh, Hollownet News Stage Room Fourteen at five thirty, aka seventeen thirty on Friday. 
but they're free. Or so how much? How, how much are they? I would go to they are, go to the panel. How much? They're a grand. They're a grand total of zero pounds. They are free. What? Zero pounds and zero pence. Exactly. What a deal. <laughs> what are you saying? What are these words? <laughs> you don't even have, you're gonna have to get with it. Even better, you don't have to pay VAT on this. No VAT? No VAT. No VAT. Nope. What is but are, VAT? But are we it's, giving away beers? It or? is the exo- That's oh. an after party, Brian. Come on. Oh, Brian. Dang it. You're jumping the gun, man. Killing me. Pints. <laughs> Pints. Um, and, then, and then last and certainly not least, because this is actually why we do what we do. Um, so we've been asked by our friends up north to come and help out at the kids' zone. So on Saturday of celebration, uh, from two fifteen to three fifteen, or fourteen fifteen to fifteen fifteen, but as the locals would, would call it, um, we will be helping out in the uh, Star Wars Kids Zone on the main show floor uh, with the kids costume parade. So and keep your eye on that schedule for other unexpected things because we've actually been kind of asked that any other time that we're in costume that we want to come by and make an appearance, we are more than welcome to do that. Ramey, can you explain to our listeners who uh, might have children what the kid zone is? Yeah, so this was uh, where I spent almost all of my time uh, during celebration in Anaheim. Uh, if I, I wasn't at the Legion booth, I was over there. So the kid zone, they've got like a stage and then they've got some tables off to the side. It's all cordoned off. So if you've got a kid that's a runner, like many, kid, like many kids tend to do, um, they can't necessarily escape on you. There's only kind of one way in and out. And uh and there's, they've got activities throughout the day. You can go and like, we made like they, we made like paper plate BB-8s as an activity, for example. Um, so there's like arts and crafts kind of stuff that you can do coloring, but then there's also a stage there and like Saber Guild comes and does a, a lightsaber demonstration on the stage. I know Ashley Eckstein came and did a couple events on the stage. Like she did like a meditation thing for her. I, whole- I couldn't, I could, I, I was just like walking by with you to go check out this kid stage last year. And then all of a sudden I'm like hearing as we're approaching from behind the stage, I'm hearing Ahsoka talk in my ears. But then like when we go and see the stage, it's freaking Ahsoka Tano in the Jedi, like meditation pose. Yeah. And then like all the younglings on the, like all the kids are just like sitting cross-legged on the floor, meditating with her. I was just like, what is going on right now? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ashley's been really big on mental health. And and so she's got this meditation routine that she does. And, uh, and so she was doing that with the kids. Uh, she did that a couple of times yeah. during the show. I'm sure she'll Ashley's be back there awesome. doing it again. So yeah. So just to recap, Friday, right. 5.30 p.m., Holonet News Stage, Room 14. Come see the Dad Batch live and in person. And we're going to be walking around the crowd talking to all of you about what you've got on your workbench and what you're doing at the show. Because we're we're there to talk to you, not the other way around. We want to meet all of you. So um, again, on Saturday at uh, 2.15 p.m. at the Kids Zone, come see us as we help host the uh, Kids Costume Parade. And then we've got some giveaways. So come and find us either at the panel or otherwise around the show and see what we've got for you. Yeah. Sweet. Let's go. And, and it's so around the corner. I'm having a mild heart attack, but it's almost time. Your costume, your costume's done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, for real. You're the only one that's like done, done. Joe. Joe, I think Joe's ahead of me. Well, Joe's just remaking things. No, just, both I, of you. Just a, I need to make spats and I'm both of you. perfecting stuff. Yeah. That's a lot of London news. Oh, man. 
Man, it's been a it's been a busy week. I got I got so little done with my day job this week, which was terrifying because I was like at the office in a off in a conference room with a bunch of other people. So it was very hard to get away with not paying attention. And yet there was so much going on. I couldn't <laughs> You're just in a meeting and then you get the 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 you announcement get, post of our room and you're like, oh don't, don't. you get yeah, you're I'm in there in the work me like we get the post, I get an email. In fact, the the panels went up before I got the email by about like four hours. So I'm like, oh you're killing me. Thanks for taking point on a lot of that stuff, dude. It's uh, you're the man, Ramy. Yeah, that's it's really awesome work. Dude. You're constantly just like, guys, check this out, and it's just another <laughs> yeah. awesome thing. Like, like one after another, get to do. Any, anytime right. anybody types, guys. Yeah, <laughs> guys. That that is basically the the bat signal to get everyone's attention, guys. <laughs> and and, and then like, you wait. And then you wait till everybody's seen that. The little icons all show up, and then like, okay, if all four of them have seen it. Go. I'm just like guys for some stupid piece of my coffee. Guys, I started sanding. Hours working on. <laughs> guys, I've been sanding all day. Yeah. Psych. Oh my god. An Imperial's been sent to evaluate the clones. Everybody's talking about it. What kind of evaluation? Hopefully not that. Clearly, we'd never pass that. <laughs> That's right, everybody. It's time for our episode review of The Bad Batch, Season 2, Episode 13. Pabu! Dude, so you made one for Mando, so you went back and made one for Bad Batch now. I had to, yeah. Yeah. I wanted it's... to say something last week, and I just was like, like, wait, I oh, gets Dave Filoni t- giving us lies about hope, and then no, it's gone. It's you no, made there's this no like, more hope. Mando there's one. no hope. There's, there's no All more hope. hope. Is lost. It's the dark times. There's. The I mean, I did done. like that. I did. Like that. <laughs> always, always in motion. The future is. He had to come up with something new. Um, <laughs> in motion. Episode titled Pabu with a runtime of 29 minutes. This episode was directed by Stuart Lee, written by Amanda Rose Munoz with a Disney plus description. The team takes refuge and finds new allies. So I just want to say Wrecker eating. I'm going to, I'm going to like jump, skip forward to the end here. Cause this was my favorite part. But when Wrecker was eating the sushi and he was just like, Oh, I'm so full. I've never been full. I was like, I looked over at my wife and I was like, she looked at me and I'm like, oh my God, that's, that's you. I was like, I know he's eating sushi and he's full. <laughs> and then he's like dessert. And he's like, oh, <laughs> all of a sudden he had more room. Dude, he was drinking so, too. He was like, so, so last night, Joe and I were trying to find a, a place for, for dinner and like, like five minutes from our, um, hotel there was a, a sushi restaurant called pabu and we were like no way are you kidding uh, me no yeah wow it's meant to be was it good well, was it a yeah <laughs> you oh. saw the was it a paradise yeah <laughs> we, remember remember when that one time we were up there and we went to some dive dumplings place by the airport oh my gosh that was the bomb and then they had the little dumplings that were shaped like pandas yeah yeah, that's good. Yeah. Did they scream when you ate them? Oh yeah, they were filled with uh, red bean yeah. paste, so it just looked like blood. Panda juice. <laughs> yeah. What'd you guys think of this episode, dude? I, I liked it. It was like it was Adventure Time, but it kind of—I mean, there was some pretty poignant story moving 
at least foreshadowing coming down the pipe. Um, but from the beginning, I, I've never really been a fan of Wanda Sykes' character. I can't remember her name, but I actually like started to dig her um, yeah, through this <laughs> um, and kind of her her uh, intentions with Omega and, and kind of her like uh, advice talks that she was giving. Uh, I think it was Hunter, right? Um, and then her and Tech maybe having a little. Oh my little gosh, thing, little thing maybe. Um, huh? But uh, the, the whatever when they were in that bar and uh, those dudes with the helmets, they looked sick. I just thought that was cool. Oh, in the those very guys beginning, awesome when they were yeah. when they were doing the deal and like Omega's yeah. the little sidekick at the table. Yeah, and they were just like ditching yeah. on Sid too, which was kind of cool. Um, but then when they showed up on that planet on on Pabu, and uh, the boys looking casual, you know what I mean? You guys can just take your armor off from the waist up and just and go about your day. So that's why I'm encouraging you guys at celebration. If you're not in costume, let's just take that armor off from the waist up and just chill, just casual wear. Um, is that Wrecker's brother too? Because that guy, either <laughs> like the same height, the same size. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I was like, that's kind of weird. Um, but man, it was it was really cool. Omega having that relationship with the girl. Um, I mean, Hunter saying they're gonna stay. I could eat up this whole thing because I thought it was I thought it was super cool. Um, interesting. So they're gonna stay there and they're gonna chill. And but Hunter is definitely on his toes. So I feel like the Empire is gonna find them there. So, so, um, so in the beginning when you guys were. You know, speaking of the Empire, when they were leaving the uh, the heist, as it were, in the, in the very beginning, yeah. um, uh, they got that that video call from Sid, and she's yeah. like, "It's been twenty rotations, and you haven't checked in with me. Don't forget, I know more about you than you know. You know more about me." And um, I mean, clearly, you know, like like Joe had mentioned pre- prior. All they got to do to explain it is that there's a tracker that said put a tracker on the Marauder and she can yeah. track him anywhere. So do you guys think that she's going to maybe lead the Empire or maybe some bounty oh, hunters or someone? A hundred percent. I mean, Scorch, it's scorching those guys. They're, they're going to be the ones. It's I mean, they are supposedly you looking know? for for Omega, right? Well, they're looking for the Bad Batch, but um, Actively they they're going to realize they're going to realize that Omega's with them, I'm sure. Right. Well, Scorch, yeah. Scorch. Yeah. The, so the Commandos are looking for, for Bad Batch. Bad Batch. But I thought the they, sci- they were there. I thought the scientists they were there was, at the Zillow Beast site. Yeah, but I thought the scientist was looking for Omega. He is. So but just- when uh, when Scorch said uh, some the ship got away from the Zillow Beast, he said go find that ship. So he oh. told them to go find the ship. And then he's talking to the prime minister. You know, yeah, that's yeah. right. So yeah. it's all going to come. It's all going to circle back. What if Sid's sure. the one that sells them out? That's what I mean. I think she does. Man. Yeah, that's what yeah. we're saying. That's what we're saying. I mean, that's 100% going to happen. Because, I mean, look, Hunter yeah. thinks they're safe. He's like, yeah, maybe we should stay here. Omega's got a friend. No one knows we're yeah. here. We're all laid up. I mean, it's it's too. Is, the layup is so. So let's, let's just. the role switch yeah. a little bit. Like, we, we thought Sid was. Like on their side, essentially, yeah. and we thought yeah. that V was kind. Of, I, I mean, V was. I thought, yeah. I thought she was kind of sketchy in the beginning, like ah, like yeah. you know, like get rid of. I her. mean, they did that. On, they, did, they did a good job writing that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, it made me believe she that. was. 
Right. It made you believe she wasn't very good, but turns out she is more pure at heart. And, you know, she's like an Indiana Jones. She's trying to get like actual, you know, it, it, for good yeah, reasons. Yeah, it was saving artifacts. It was a little, it was a little, you know, like out of, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say out of her character, but it was, it was kind of revealing that when they landed on Pabu, um, she was just like, Hey, here's another artifact for, for the, for your Pabu, Pabuian museum or whatever. Right. That That's yeah. gonna, um, I mean, I thought that was really right. cool. Yeah. What, what's her name again? I like that. Fee? V. 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 P. H. E. V. I think she got a thing for brown eyes. That's for sure. Yeah, tech, so tech they, don't they, know what to do, dude. When when Brown Eyes was like the marriage, right? you got a little competition. <laughs> Sorry, tech's like, tech so confused too. He's like, "What is this?" I love I love that he's kind of <laughs> clueless, but um, but but then you see him smirking, yeah, and looking at her, totally. and, and uh... oh, and then at the very end, up. when Hunter decides, Hunter basically says, "Hey, we're gonna stay and help." And Tech goes, I agree. We should we should stay. <laughs> He's like, I agree, a hundred percent. Riker's like, I just want more sushi. <laughs> and then I love that they brought sushi. I love no, that they brought I, sushi into Canada. Oh my god! I had, it's, so, it, I had so many like messages that morning. <laughs> They're just like pictures. And it makes of sushi. sense too. Yeah, because it's a little island that's just kind of like completely surrounded by ocean. It's got to be. I'm glad it looks like food. sushi. Yeah. yeah, and it, it's yeah. Like, <laughs> literally like it sushi. looked very yeah. much like sushi. Yeah, I was getting kind of hungry, and I looked at uh, Steve, and I'm like, oh, "Are we going to sushi?" Go <laughs> yeah, that sounds good. I knew you guys would too. I knew it. Watch, <laughs> all those guys are going to get sushi tonight. <laughs> mm. So when the when the uh, what is it the earthquakes started to happen, the tremors the tremors started, started to happen on the island. Um, I mean, how many, did you guys think it was tremors or did you think it could have been something else? I thought it was, I something, it was else. something else. I was sure it was something else. Like a beast, what, like another Zillow beast those, or something. Those monkeys took oh, off and then Hunter was like, what's going on? And yeah, that dude I, said that they hadn't had like a, a terrible tremors like that for like 30 years, like the, of the water receding and coming back, you know, but so it's not like something that could never happen, but there's got to be a reason. And they never disclosed what what the reason was. Oh, that's right? true. Yeah, just a we natural. Don't, we don't know what the tremor ended up just being a natural occurrence. I think. Yeah. I I think that was just that's a coincidence. They needed they needed something to give us a a view of the to Bad Batch the being being the heroes. So yep. Yeah, that and then anchoring okay. down to one place, right? Yeah, because yeah. Right. It's I like, no, we can help her build whatever. I think it was very, it was, I was very impressed on how their emergency response system, how well it worked. Cause they got an entire island full of people to the top level. With two ladders. With, two, yeah, with like with two, two or three ladders. ladders. Yeah. yeah. Faster than stairs, Hunter could get too. to his own ship. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> hey. he had to wade through all those people. So, <laughs> yeah. 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 It was cool. That, that was, that was so many just kind of neat, enduring endearing parts to it you know even like the old guy that they were helping out i mean omega and that little girl tech and 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 v v oh you mean brown eyes uh, and uh, yeah, brown eyes and Wanda. i mean hunter hunter kind of starting to feel a little safe and a little settled which is all just a layup I hope, but 
I hope Wanda Sykes is at London. I want to I wanna go say, hey, what's up? Yeah, cool. That'd be oh cool. Oh, my gosh. That'd be cool. We <laughs> just wanted to call you brown eyes. Oh. <laughs> this has to happen now. We've got to figure out how we that'd can get be great. Yeah, that'd be amazing. to the same place at the same time. All that'd I'm saying is, you know what? You, you know what they say about people with brown eyes, right? <laughs> brown feet? Full of <laughs> Excuse me? Uh, okay, so moving on. All, uh, all five of us have brown eyes, don't we? Do you have brown eyes, Brian? I don't know. Yep. No? Oh, not Brian. I'm Hazel. Hazel. Oh, like brown. Like, He's, yeah. Hazel's just a fancy way of saying you have brown eyes, Brian. It's brown. It's like brown. I hate to break it to you. <laughs> it's so brown. I think, the most moving, I think the most moving part for me uh, in this episode is when we heard the mayor talking to Hunter almost like father to father. And he said, you know, this... I'm paraphrasing here, but he said, this is the perfect environment to raise your daughter, a kid, a kid, yeah. whatever. Right. And you just see hunters like, um, you know, I don't think he really says anything. He just has this, this look. He's like, yep. Yep. Cause he, he's realizing it. And, and, and fee was saying too, like, you know, this, you know, she could use it, you know, a little stability uh, might do you some good. There it is. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, they save everybody on the, on the Island and the episode ends and you know, that's it. That's it for the no bad crosshair. Yeah, no crosshair. No crosshair. Episode. I, you know what though? It was okay. I liked it. It was still good. But, um, what do you guys I think? Liked, I liked the record eating sushi and getting drunk. It was cool. How long is this piece going to last? Yeah. <laughs> getting drunk. How long is this sushi vacation? Till the next episode. <laughs> So we only have two weeks yeah. left, right? So we've got one yeah. episode next week, and then the week after that the double. is the double header, and that's it. Yeah. Oof. I think the next episode- got a rescue crosshair. I think I the think next probably episode find out. starts with whatever, that cloning ship flying through space, and they get a call from Sid. And Sid's like- Oh, pointing-, pointing I know where these guys are. Abu. What are you going to give me? But, but see, um, Fee didn't even share this location with Sid. So I don't know. What, man, did, what Steven said, though. Tracker. Tracker. No, that's what Joe said. Tracker. Yeah. She's been yeah, a tracker it's... on that ship the whole time. But yep. but at the same time, she made it seem like she didn't know where they were. Of course. So does, she, does she have a tracker or is she just bluffing? What's what's Never know, what's, yeah. what's Sid been doing the entire season every time we see her? She's always playing like chess, right? Yep. Space chess. Yep. She doesn't want to reveal her, her hand. She yep. doesn't want to like. I mean, she just threatened him. She just said she was like, "I got the juice on you," so um, yeah, it's gonna get heated. These next two episodes it better just be. Ramy, did you complete insanity? I don't, I don't remember. Did you um say on the on the show what what your theory was for for Crosshair? Oh my the ending! My uh, you got to put it out there because it's okay. so good. Okay, so this is. <laughs> I think I told I talked to Steven about this and I I think I kind of like made it up as we were sitting there talking because we were talking through like well, how's this going to end? I think the consensus is that at some point the empire is going to get a hold of Omega which is going to bring her to that cloning facility where where Crosshair is now at. One way or another Omega will figure out that she's there but I think they keep Crosshair like sedated. So I don't I don't know that we're going to see Crosshair awake again because that plays into my my theory here. So mission plan 99, they go and they rescue Omega. 
on the way out. She's like, wait, no, Crosshair's here. We have to get him too. And so they go and they get Crosshair, but he's still like in the back to tank or like or whatever. He's he's out of it. So they rescue both of them. And as they're flying out, they're going through the last thing we see at the end of the season, they're going through hyperspace and that, and they're just standing around the back to tank, like wondering what are we going to do when he wakes up? So he doesn't even know that he's been rescued. Can you imagine? Or, or the last thing that we see literally is like, he's in the back to tank and then we see his eyes open up and then fade to black created by Dave Filoni. Dude, I love that theory so much better than mine. Just because that would leave us with such a cliffhanger, like, oh my god, what's going to happen next season when he, when they, you know, when he wakes up? So that would be. I that's mean, my, I feel that's my fan I, fiction theory. I hope that comes true. I know LFL's listening. You, you've got time to make edits. <laughs> You're welcome. I mean, with only two episodes left, I can't see them wrapping it up, and it would make sense for them to leave us hanging. Because he's only been in what three episodes now. Yeah, so, so that would be a way to get him back without them actually having to like interact with him to talk like, him into it, kind of a thing, which is so probably going to be a longer ordeal. There's a chance, <laughs> like type scenario, yeah. and just and happens. then and then next season opens up with like a time jump, and he's yeah. there, but he's kind of like broken and PTSD, and so then we get that whole like we see that play out, which would I mean we've seen a lot of military themes. And we've seen some kind of post-war stuff, but we haven't really seen a clone that's just broken, have we? So that broken, would be... trying to reintegrate. Oh man, yeah. yeah. So that would be an interesting way to to give us that. Reintegrate. Don't jump to Mando. <laughs> <laughs> but daddy is a state of mind. You know what I'm saying? I'm your daddy. guys this is our episode breakdown of the mandalorian season three chapter 19 the convert with an episode runtime of a whopping 59 minutes i think this is the longest episode in mandalorian uh history so far this episode was directed by lee isaac chung written by noah clore and john favreau with a disney plus description on coruscant former imperials find amnesty in the new Republic. Um, I gotta say that when the show starts off with, in my opinion, one of the sickest dog yes. fights we have ever seen in star Wars. <laughs> yes. Uh, so sick. So, so sick. When Bo-Katan just flips her wing around. <laughs> that was awesome. Oh. So Dude, when Din got to his ship and just punched it straight up and it was just that scene <sighs> of, the camera looking down on the planet and the city or the whatever her house below him. And he's just, well, he jumped out of her ship. Right. Yeah. And then he's like super yeah. landing it. Right. Yeah. And then he lands right in front and kind of skids up on his feet. Yeah. Oh, that was so good. So good. So good. That, that um, episode, episode opens up with right where we left off on uh, the previous chapter uh, in the, in the waters of Lake Minnetonka. Um, Din doesn't know what the heck happened. He just fell through a crack, 
in in the little water thing there. And Bo's like, what did you see? And he's like, oh, nothing. So she doesn't tell him what she saw. Yeah, that was crazy. Uh, Just keeps her mouth shut. Little Grogu's there just trying to like tend to daddy, you know, make sure he's okay. Um, and then we get this amazing dog fight with He six... took a shot of water, dude. Don't forget. He had oh, to fill yeah, up his yeah. little little vial, you know, little shot for later. Um, we see six of these amazing TIE interceptors. I mean, this is probably the coolest, the coolest TIE yeah. shots we've, we've ever seen in live action, right? Yep. So good. Oh, my God. I mean, I thought that was an important part that he put the water in the vial because, I mean, we all joked last week. We're all, well, how do you prove it? How yeah. do you, what, how do you prove it? Like, yeah, yeah, they probably, yeah, they were addressing that. Got some this water. is how. He brought some water. <laughs> I mean, his belt at this point is like Batman. <laughs> he has everything. <laughs> everything. Yeah, I was watching where he put that vial and I'm like, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm like, I don't think there's actually anything there. Like, he, <laughs> like that's where the little charges are. Where did he just put it's that? Like everything else. So. I mean, shoot in, in, yeah. I mean, in animation, they pull stuff out of air all the time. So yeah, their blasters just, or the, they're just float there. Yeah. Blaster just magically yeah. hanging off of nothing on text belt or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It's so funny. Um, I love the fact that during the dog fight, R5-D4 is just scared out of his bolts. Like he's like shaking his head like, no, 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 no. I don't want to be here. He's probably safer there than in the droid socket on the N1. Um, yeah, yeah. I I, I like the little callback that they did too. For the There was a lot of callbacks to a lot of um, Star Wars stuff and a lot of non-Star Wars stuff that we'll talk about yeah. later on. But, um, you know, Bo... When R5-D4 is just worried out of his mind, Bo's like, it's okay. I, I grew up flying these cliffs. I was like, I kind of finished <laughs> I kind of finished the sentence for her, you know, like with the Han Solo. Well, you know, you're going to die on these cliffs too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But as she skids by and hits the side of the mountain with her ship. When she's like, what do they call that? Just skimming the water with her ship. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, so pretty cool. And then they blew up her castle with the awesome throne. With the bombers. That was cool. Yeah, how they were yeah. They were just high bombers. bombers. Just bombed it. They're like, and then, and then um, she's just seeing red and she wants Adam. And then Din realizes there's just too many to fight. So they've got to get out. Okay. So are they coming from a Star Destroyer? They have to be, right? I, know so many I don't think them. any of those ships have hyperdrives, do they? Vader's tie is the only one that That's actually, right. well, or, or a defender. So you've got. Six, I mean, we counted six TIE Interceptors and then probably another two dozen other At the fighters end, right? yeah. plus the bombers. It's got to be a, bombers, it's gotta be a yeah. Star Destroyer. Or, or a base on a nearby moon or something that we didn't know about. No, not in Mandalore. Ooh, the, Mandalor- uh, the Empire's mining Mandalore or something? Sucker for mm. a good TIE pilot shot, too. Yeah. Okay, so Showing assuming it's a Star Destroyer, who's, who's in command? Thrawn. You think Straight so? to the top. You don't think Bring it's? You guys don't think it's Gideon? Wasn't he turned in, or did he escape? I thought okay. they mentioned he escaped. Did they not? I didn't get that. When all the help us out, folks. 
Okay, well, let's move on. We'll, we'll cover. They're going to be screaming at us. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Joe, are, they, are they yelling at us yet, Joe? Well, uh, uh, even Star Wars. Clearly, we and we haven't gotten to this. Well. We haven't gotten to this part yet. But clearly, clearly, Gideon's fingerprint is still on some of the people that we see, and yeah. so I think whether uh, whether it I, it could just as easily be Gideon's destroyer and him not be on it. He 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 could be pulling the strings from wherever. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Not only that, because well, go ahead. Sorry, Stephen. No, 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 go ahead. Later on, no, I was going to say that 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 person that's in the basically the middle section of the episode where it's not Din and Bo, you know, where it's uh, Pershing, Pershing and Kane. Yeah, uh, as soon as I saw Kane, I knew, I knew, you know, I'm like, there's no way she's reformed. There's right. no way. So I'm sorry, but yeah, go on. Uh, we get the title card with the episode title, The Convert. And then we see, we open up to uh, Coruscant, where we see Dr. Pershing um, as as a member of the Asylum program, um, giving a speech to... TED Talk. Uh, yeah, essentially a, a space TED Talk. <laughs> Basically. Um, yeah. And he's talking about how his original intentions for the cloning program were good because they came from a place where he wanted to... Uh, create the cloning of organs, the legal cloning of organs, so he could have saved people like his mom who had passed away from from organ failure. Um, And then we see this, we see this like scene that just kind of like really, I don't know. It, it, it irked me a little bit, Joe, maybe you can talk about this, but when he leaves his Ted talk and he goes into this, like the foyer, the foyer with, all the rich oh. and affluent people saying, "Oh, come over here! I would have, I would have joined the oh. the Empire or the Republic or whatever." You, you mean the part where he walked into District One from the Hunger right. Games? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Basically, that was it. <laughs> That's pretty much. It. We know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Brian. That's what that guy was. He's all... <laughs> he says, "Imagine me serving." <laughs> I would yeah. do the whatever the Empire would have told me to do. <laughs> it was nice to see a talking Mon Calamari, though. Yeah, very. Real. Yeah, all animated and animatronic. I, I, I wish it had a little bit of a little bit of an accent, or just a little bit, like it kind of talked normal. <laughs> a little more, a little more Akbar. A little more Akbar. Yeah, yeah. I saw, I saw well, such a funny like meme. That. I saw such a funny meme too that it was like. This week's episode waiting. of the Mandor was awesome. <laughs> Called it Mandor. Mandor, yeah. Because <laughs> it was like Andor, like the whole. <laughs> was it was it weird to see the opera house and not hear? Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> those, those, those were like when, didgeridoos in the back, whatever the sound when, it was. When Kane like, was in the, uh, in the audience, I was waiting for her to like start saying, have I ever told you? Darth, Darth Plagueis, Plagueis the Wise. Um, so then we see uh, Kane take a a taxi a space taxi uh, over to his essentially asylum barracks um, where he's trying to get to his room but then he's kind of uh, interrupted by some other asylum uh, mates there who are just enjoying a, a beverage and one of those inmates, or I shouldn't say inmates, but one of those uh, people sitting at the table happens to be Kane, who is, who is this, Ramey? 
Uh, so that's Katie O'Brien's character. And so previously, we didn't know her name. She was only communications officer on Moth Gideon's cruiser. So she she did have a smaller part in season two, but uh, I think we're seeing that she's got a bigger hand in things this time around. A little bit. Um, <laughs> Just a little. Yeah. So they start talking about, you know, do you miss things from the Empire days? And he's like, oh, man, truth be told, I miss the biscuits from the ration packs, but not the red ones, the, the yellow, yellow ones. <laughs> and so when he finally goes up to his room later on, he hears a knock on the door. And nobody's there when he answers it. But what is there? A box. A box of yellow biscuits. Yellow Empire biscuits. Which I thought it was cool. They still put the Empire logo on it. So it's like contraband, right? Yeah. Someone found the box already, too. We find out later that she got them off of a yet-to-be-decommissioned Star Destroyer. Yes. So... Somebody sourced those boxes already too. I think if you go to oh, Raymond's Armor Party or Hondo Supply, yeah. no, I think you can buy them. <laughs> oh, that's right. I got called out on the yeah. Thank the Maker podcast again. Now, apparently, now I'm yeah. on the hook to make all of those different variations of the data cards. So, thanks, Mike. <laughs> I think I, I think yeah. I saw Mike post that somebody he, he reposted somebody that had found like the box that you nice. can buy. I'm like, dude, it's so, oh, the box so is crazy, an actual dude. box. Yeah, yeah, you can find it. Yeah, I think you have to modify it, but I, I just glanced at it and was like, "Of course, someone found it. Of course, you know." It's like less than twenty four hours after these things come out, there's files and links and things. Dude, to Galaxy's everything. Edge could start serving sushi and like lemon bars and like all kinds of stuff. Right light now. up ice. Hell cream. yeah! Light up lemon bars. Come on. Yeah. Just stick a light up I mean, ice cube in the middle of it. Yeah. Nice. I mean, th- this could be long if we talk about this whole middle part of this episode. Okay, so but <laughs> yeah. so during and I I'm, paraphrase I meant to go back. I didn't get a chance. Work was killing me. I, I meant to go back and get a recording of the audio from this segment. But during one of the sequences where, um, where Pershing and Katie O'Brien's character were talking, um, there's a musical beat that starts to swell up behind them, and it is straight up Force Awakens sequel trilogy music straight john williams music from the sequels playing as it so i mean i i now i'm pretty sure it was one of the more resistance oriented scenes that that song was attached to originally but i still think they're signaling that we're seeing the birth of what happens in the sequel trilogy starting to be planted here so i think we're witnessing the birth of the first order in some of the mechanics of what she's doing and and kind of that whole track of of stuff Oh my gosh! First order that—that's cool. But I—I I mean, they could be tying in Bad Batch right now too. I mean, there's Cloning. there's a lot of streams that can be crossed with what's happening right here, and I love that theory of of it maybe being first order too. That's uh, so I, mean, I won't go into Emperor, I right? won't go into uh, the beat for beat. Um, but basically, what happens is she uh, she. Uh, what is it, Officer Kane? What's her first name? Does do we know her first name? She said it, and I don't remember. I need to look. I'm just gonna call her keep, Officer Kane until one keep, of you guys finds keep out. Keep going. I'll look it up. But anyway, uh, so Officer Kane basically honeypots this guy, and they get to the Star Destroyer to find his medical supplies, and it's a total setup. The New Republic police they come and arrest him. 
they knew where exactly where where to find him because she was going to lead them there. And then I thought this was interesting. She actually takes all of the equipment and then they let her go, obviously, because she gave the tip of this guy. Um, and then we kind of see what the New Republic is doing to these asylum guys. That they're, they're essentially doing exactly what the Empire did. And they're using the Mind Flayer. They're calling it something else. They're using the Mind Flayer to just basically brainwash uh you know, these, these ex ex imps. And I mean, it was, it was kind of funny when he was like, no, no, it's a trap. (laughs) He's yelling that to the Mon Calamari guy. The Mon Cal. Yeah. Um, but I was just like, man, are they, are they keeping this like a secret because they don't want people to know that they're just as bad as the empire in the guise of doing it, you know, for good or, I mean, I was just, I was so disappointed to see that. Listen, you, you, you yank out the people that are controlling the machine and plug in new people. It's still the same machine. Yeah. Takes, takes a long time to build a new one. Speaking of the same machine, we see the doctor who's like turning up the, you know, he turns up the dial on, on the mind flayer power level or whatever. And then when he leaves, we see Katie O'Brien's character just turn it up to 11 and like fry Pershing's brain. Yep. I mean, this guy's going to come out like vegetable soup. Yeah. He's going to wake up terrified of pork gullet. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He's going to wake up afraid of yellow biscuits. (laughs) Uh, Katie's character's type name is Elia, 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 E-L-I-A, Elia Kane. Elia Kane. Elia Kane, I think is how it's well, that was it for Pershing. Um, I thought it was cool. It was like an and, like a little mini Andor episode. I got a lot of Blade Runner vibes from it, especially his jacket with the collar. Yeah. Um, Loved it. Loved it. Yep. I knew you would. <laughs> it was. It was. Loved it. it. It was long, but I feel like I feel like it's very important details yeah. for more than just this show. Like just and more it was than like two episodes in one. Yeah. Yeah. No, it totally like was. I, I feel like. It was super you know? important. I think there's just a lot of details in here we're going to see strung out through. Like I said, the streams are going to get crossed into other things. I love Raimi's concept too, the First Order. Never thought of that. Um, little fun fact here. The the platform that they were on where they had the highest peak of Coruscant. Oh, yeah. That's the same yeah. platform that we first see um, Duchess Satine and Obi-Wan. Just a little heartstring there. Um, so then the next scene that we see is uh, Bo-Katan. We're back with Bo and Din. And <laughs> Din is taking Bo to the covert. And immediately Paz Vizzo's like, what the hell are you guys doing here? <laughs> um, no apostates allowed. Dude. Din's like, this- no, 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 no. I took a bath. I took a bath in the water. I'm good. Like, we're good. We're good. How do we know you're not Ooh, lying? T- dude, when he, t- when he tells Bo... How do we know you're not lying? Off, I'm just like... <laughs> dude, this whole, this whole like, the sequence... Like, like, I won't even say what all I could think about, but the whole time, it Bo's just like... Who the F are all these people? <laughs> like, who do I need to... Like, you guys are freaks. Like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> like, I used it's to rule It's an honor Mandalore. system, you know? Get out of here. 
<laughs> Bo, yeah, like he's like just, just leave your home. You, night owl. It'll make things easier, isn't it? Yeah, that was I, cool I mean, how he called her night owl. That was pretty we, awesome. Yeah, we've been yeah, saying it. We've been saying it every week here, but just the amount of emotional facial range they have from behind the helmet is amazing. Yeah. Is so yeah. is, is that it's in the tone? The tone. Yeah, is that just us because we know what it's like to wear one of those and we're kind of emoting like what we would no. expect to see happening there? I, I mean, so <laughs> it can't be. I know it. I think you get that feeling, you know. And I know, and, I know. Juilliard, the Juilliard School teaches. They, I think they call it mat. They've got a class on mask acting, and they teach you how to convey emotions and and imagery just without facial expressions. You have to wear a mask, and then the whole class is based on that. And Adam Driver went there and took that and you see that come as he's kind of commanding the camera and when he's in the the scene where he's in kylo and he's like talking to his grandfather's ghost right and then like he kind of he looks up and forces the camera to kind of panic like not only is he controlling you as the viewer he's controlling like the scene the scene yeah by doing we need to take that that class i think there's a lot of youtube (laughs) yeah i'm sure um uh, but uh, I, I think we're seeing kind of that same thing. I mean, if God, if anyone at Lucasfilm smart, they would bring that teacher out and have them do a class just for all these oh, character I'm, actors with the mask. I'm sure. On. I'm sure they have. Yeah, I'm sure. I like mean, that, that's one of the things they thought about when they created a show that's going to have tons of masked people. I think it's accentuated for us just because we're we're such fans of the show and we know the backstory. Like we know Bo's backstory, um, so it it just adds it adds to it but even if you just look at the way um is katie does she do all of Bo? no or does she have fill-ins like brendan and the other ones okay uh um, there's two there's two two of them and i don't remember their names i feel terrible about not remembering but i know one of them is the one who did all the body work for the um the female tuscan warrior in book of boba Oh, cool. So she's one of the, oh, and yeah, there's I, somebody I else her. that does. I follow her. Yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah, it's she's her. Awesome. And then there's somebody yeah. else that does a lot of stuff specifically. Yeah. There's Katie Sackhoff. Horrible with the names. Sorry. Shout out to he, she who cannot be named. Um, But the way they walk and, you know. Caitlin Deschel. The way she dives. That's is the same that's as That's one of the names, Stephen. When, yeah. But, but even. When like, Din was in the water again. Oh yeah. When, yeah. when they get out of the ship and they come yeah. walking up on the beach and, and heavy's, you know, Paz is like giving them the vibes. Like she's always like, uh, other than when she's sitting on her throne, Bo's always like walking with like authority and like just the way she's like, she's like ready. She's like ready. You know, it's like, it's almost like, you know, when you talk about like a big buff dude, like what, what, like she just walks with like authority so I think we get that feeling of, you know, that combined with for myself, just knowing that she used a role mandalore and she just looks at all these people. <laughs> like I just I have the Dave Chappelle thing going through my head where he's like, they should have never given y'all any money. That's all I think of. <laughs> I don't know why it's stuck in my head. <laughs> um okay. So we see Din and he gives the water to the armorer. <laughs> she tests it and it's good. So she's like, All right, you're good. Bo-Katan, <laughs> Clan Kreese, you're good. Welcome to the clan. You're good too. And, and she's uh, like, wait, what? What? <laughs> that was a cool moment when they were all kind of accepting them and welcoming them. That was kind of cool because you could see them, yeah. you know, her almost. Like, <laughs> you you know, see like, her face like, in that. No, no. Yeah. Did you did you hear that 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 bell go ding? 
you know, over over her head when everybody she's like, ah. she's like, I know what I'm gonna do now. Yeah, totally. I'm gonna rule Mandalore now. Except for Paz. She's, he's the only one that just stays back. Well, and he's but he's because like, he's related to to pre right pre Vizsla well, yeah, Paz Vizsla. Yeah. So so what is he like a little brother or like a cousin or a nephew or something? I don't know. Let's here he got his butt whooped. He already got his butt oh, whooped. He's yeah. out. I just, yeah. I just when they did that too. Oh, she just, would crush him too oh, for sure. A hundred percent. Because because Din whooped his butt and Din isn't as good as Bo. No way. Not even close. The way you she know? handled yeah, that dark right? saber last week. Dude, I want to see more of that. So good. Yeah, she needs that back in her possession. I don't know, but ASAP. The more and more they stuff in, it's just they just the armor and her whole gang just are like weirdos, (laughs) like a cult. It's just so they like live in a cave. Yeah. it is. Like telling Bo-Katan, what are you guys like, doing? Oh, I, I love Bo-Katan when she, her, her response. Like, Bo-Katan's response to the armor when she's like, well, have you taken off your helmet since then? And Bo's like, <laughs> oh, damn it. Like, no. <laughs> she's like, I have not thought of that yet, but Max, actually, now that you mentioned actually, it. Actually, no, I haven't. Because we left. I mean, we she, left she the water went, and got into a How's fight. this? And then take it off and say, yeah. yeah. yeah have I totally. what? Oh wait! I couldn't hear you. Hold on. (laughs) Give me that water. That was me when we were watching it. We were we were watching it. I was just like, every two seconds, I'm like, Bo's just going. (laughs) Get off me! (laughs) Do you know know who who I am? am? Yeah, totally. Oh man! What what does the armor call her? Uh, A dangerous tale or something? Or Uh, a cautionary cautionary tale. tale. She's like, yeah, cautionary I know, I know who you are. Read that cautionary so, tale. So funny. Read that one cautionary tale. Actually, um, uh, talked to uh Mike Forrester yesterday or, or something. Shout out to Hondo Supply. Shout out to the Armor Party Show and Thank the Maker Pod. Hey, hey. Um, hey, hey. and he has an amazing theory of what's happening next, and I think he's spot on, but I'm not gonna say it. So. He probably talked about it on Thank the Maker. So well, there you go. If you want to hear that theory, go there listen go. to uh, to that show. <laughs> Thank the Maker good, Pod. Good show. It is good a good show. show. Word. Oh, and so is this. Well, I think that does it for us today, guys. Uh, <laughs> if you didn't catch it earlier in Echoes news. Get ready, London. We're coming for you on what day, Ramey? 7-4? <laughs> on, on the Friday July of celebration. 14th. <laughs> on, on the Friday April, of celebration. We'll leave it at that since on April I don't want to get blasted for April, saying the date backwards. April 4th. The 4th of April. April 4th. Friday, April 4th. The 4th of April. Um, it's not we, April 4th, dude. It's April 7th. Oh. Wait, what? Whatever. The 7th of April. April 4th. There's no celebration. Yeah, that's the day before, I think, right? Or a few days before. That's when my plane leaves. Oh, yeah. Come see us at the Holodent News Stage Room 14 on Friday of celebration at 5.30 p.m. or 17.30 if you're local. We'll see you there. April 7th, yes. 1730.
Don't oh. be late. Make sure you and guys follow uh, Dad Batch Pod on Instagram for all the latest news regarding our show and what's going on at Celebration. I guarantee you that there's going to be stuff last minute that we'll be uh, posting on there. Little meetups. Absolutely going to start planning a Bad Batch meetup for everybody that's dressed up like Bad Batch members. That's that's right. Yep. Working on it. News. More news coming on that very soon. You can follow me at stevie.kicks on Instagram, sometimes Twitter. Gentlemen, let the listeners know where they can find you. Joe? Tech God Bad Batch. And Ramey? Uh, thedadbatch.com. John? Alpha Ignition. And Brian? Sitting ain't easy. Thank you again, everybody, for listening to episode 32 of the Dad Batch podcast. Be sure to tune in next week for episode 33. And until next time, enjoy your spice responsibly. <laughs>